Shalom and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name's Amanda and I hope and pray that you all are doing well. Alright, so today I'm going to start with the very first episode of this series entitled Let Yah or Yahuwah Deal With Him. Okay, so again, this series is going to be um, aimed more for single uh, ladies, single sisters who are in waiting for their Yah-ordained husband. Um, it can also be for men too, if I have any brothers listening, just kind of flip it around, reverse it. <laughs> um, but this series is going to be based off of a book that I have and the first half of this episode today, I'm just going to kind of be um, providing an introduction into what I'm going to be reading and just kind of share with you um, who the author of this book is, a little bit more about their ministry, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so let's begin. So this series is going to be titled, Let Yahuwah Deal With Him, um, which is actually the title of the book that I will be reading from throughout this series, except it's titled, Let God Deal With Him. So for those of you who are new or fairly new to my podcast ministry, I am what would be considered an Israelite or Hebrew Israelite. I am not Jewish. I am not Christian. Um, if you want to know or learn more about me and who I am and what my beliefs are, I have a few episodes um, that you can find and listen to, and I explain more of that in those episodes. So I don't want to use the time today to explain that because I want to get into introducing the series and this book and so on. So, but um, also please feel free to email me if you have any questions or just would like to discuss it with me. Um, you can email me at byhisgracemarriage at gmail.com. Okay, so I want to just quickly talk about um, who this person is that wrote this book, their ministry, and so on and so forth. So, her name is Vivian Rose, but she goes by Apostle Vivian Rose, so she is a Christian. Um, I came across her ministry in the very beginning, I want to say February 2020, and I came across her ministry on YouTube. Now, I know I've done words and episodes in regards to being careful, being cautious, and using discernment when it comes to all of these channels and ministries that are on YouTube of men and women claiming to be prophetic and just sharing all these words, especially kingdom marriage. I also did an episode about that, about this whole kingdom marriage thing becoming a trend and just taking off and just misleading many. Um, and I still stand by that. However, this woman, I believe she truly is a woman of, of Yahuwah. Um, I do believe her to be anointed. I do believe she has a gift and I do believe that Yahuwah um, has revealed her and shown her marriage his way the same way he has for me. And as a matter of fact, um, a lot of what I have learned from her ministry is also part of what motivated me for my marriage ministry as well. I learned a lot from her ministry. So I do um, stand by her ministry. I do believe it to be anointed. I do believe that the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, has shown her a lot concerning um, marriage's way. I do feel it is it is scripture based and I do feel she is a gifted woman of Yah. 
even though she's a Christian, I'm not, I still feel that she has a gift. So, okay, I'm not sure if I have her books in order here, of in order of when they were released, but she has written three books along with her YouTube channel, her, her marriage ministry. She also currently has a church in Dallas, Texas, I believe. Um, now, even though I don't believe that women should be leading churches just based off of scripture, but again, I do believe her to be an, an anointed woman of Yah. Her books, so the first one is Supernatural Marriage, The Way In, Seven Proving Keys to Secure Supernatural Marriage. Now, I have in some of my episodes read some things from this book. It is a very good book. Um, I do recommend that if you are single to definitely purchase this book. Um, all three of her books you can purchase on Amazon or her website. And did I tell you all the name of her ministry? I am so sorry. The name of her ministry is The Two Shall Be One, okay, by Apostle Vivian Rose, all right? <clears throat> the second book that I believe she came out with, again, I'm not sure if I have the order right, is Supernatural Husbands, How to Effectively Pray for Your Husband or Husband-to-Be. Another great book I highly recommend if you are single to purchase this book. Really good prayers. Again, the way that she, I truly believe that the Father has given her so much insight and wisdom and knowledge surrounding marriage his way, okay? And then the third book that she came out with and the book that I will be using for my series is let God deal with him. 10 ways God deals with men. And this is what I want to be doing the series on. And the reason why I chose this and not any of the other two books is because a lot of what she has said in the other two books, I have also explained in my own words in many of my episodes throughout my podcast ministry. That's basically what she talks about as well. The reason why I want to read this is because we have many women out there right now that are like, what is going on with all the men? I've been praying and praying and praying, this and that is happening, or I'm not seeing it. Why are there so many more women than there are men and so on and so forth? And I have explained this throughout my episodes as well from you know here and there. I have explained that Satan tends to attack men more because they're the ones that carry the seed. They're the ones that have been given the gift and purpose to be the head of the homes and the families and the marriages and so on and so forth. So the enemy has a tendency to attack men more, right? And so this book talks a lot about that. It talks a lot about how the enemy, um, how he seeks to destroy men, how he attacks them, why he attacks them. And then it talks about how Yahuwah deals with men coming from different places, right? Because so many men are coming from strained backgrounds or trauma or they don't even know Yah or Yeshua um, you know all of these things there's unbelieving men there's believing men that have backslidden there's a lot that are in counterfeit lifestyles and and situationships and relationships right so many men are lost or trapped or in bondage okay and this is why I want to read this book okay because I think this is going to help a lot of women and men too to understand what is going on with the, with the men, right, in our society with, with Yahuwah's sons, okay? So this book is about 157 pages, I believe. So this could be a rather long series, um, and I'll try and break it down by chapter. So...
Um, yeah, I really hope that this series is going to bless you all. Um, I, I know that when I read this book, when I purchased it, it really opened my eyes to so much of what, um, what is going on with our men. <laughs> um, and even if you are already married, you know, still, still check this book out or listen to the series and, um, I pray that it blesses you. Okay. So I'm just going to share the table of contents real quick, and then I will jump into the first chapter. Okay, so introduction. His heart is the matter. The problem with men. What about saved men? The blame game. The problem with women. The solution. Reviving men. And then men authority and restraint. Five natural levels of restraint. Women, let us arise. What kind of man are you dealing with? How does Yahuwah raise a biblical man? Men in authority, under authority, unbelieving man, believing man, quality control. I prophesy, what is Yahuwah doing about men? And then 10 ways Yahuwah deals with men. Divine motives, repentance, recreation, restoration, the power of intercessory prayer, Yahuwah's first enemy, your role as an intercessor, divine surgery, and a million men rising. So that's the table of contents. And then I'm going to start the introduction. Before I jump into introduction, I do want to share something real quick. And I cannot remember if I've actually done an episode on this or not. And this is something that she even just recently spoke about um, in her ministry as well. And it, and it brought this to mind for me as well. And I do want to share this. Um, at the end, I don't think I have done an episode. At the end of the series or towards the end of the series, I'm going to be doing an episode called Divine Replacements, okay? Before, a couple years ago, when I first heard about this, I didn't understand it. And because I didn't understand it, I was like, oh, no, this isn't something that I'm going to follow. This isn't something I'm going to believe in. Once Yahuwah has called somebody to be with somebody, that's it, right? There's no changing it. There's no anything. Now that I've studied it more and have a better understanding, and this was just recently brought back to me, it was brought to the surface, I do want to talk about this as well after I do the series. And the reason why I want to do it after is because first I want to help people have an understanding of what's going on with our husbands and our men, or our husbands that we're waiting on and so on and so forth, what's going on with men in general, within society, within the world. But then I want to discuss divine replacements because for some, okay, and it all goes back and I've talked about this. I've done an episode about free will and Yah's will, okay? For some, and I'm just going to say this and then I'm going to leave it there because then I want to save it for the episode. Even after doing all this, after understanding what I'm getting ready to share with you throughout the series, even if Yahuwah has revealed to you who your husband is, you've been standing in the gap for them, you've been praying for them, you've been obedient to Yah, right? You've, you've been praying for this person. He's told you to pray for it. You've been waiting. You've been fasting. You've been praying. You've been doing all these things, right? And time has gone by year after year after year and nothing. There's a good chance that the person that Yahuwah called you to be with chose free will and did not align themselves with Yahuwah's word, even though you prayed, okay? When that happens then there will be a divine replacement, okay? And that's all I'm going to say on that because I am going to do an episode talking about that at the end of the series, okay? Because it just makes more sense to do it after. <laughs> Once I've shared all these things so that women 
my sisters have a better understanding of what is going on, especially my single sisters, okay? That have a better, even if you're married, maybe your husband is still someone that you feel like fits into one of these categories that we'll be discussing throughout this series, okay? But it'll make more sense for me to talk about divine replacements at the end. For those that maybe, maybe I have some sisters that are listening, that you've been standing in the gap for somebody that you know, you who are revealed to you as your, as your spouse, right? And again, this could be for men too, but nothing's happened and it's been like three or four years, you know? There's a really good chance that the spouse that he chose for you, that he called, decided to do free will and decided not to align themselves in Yahuwah's plans, okay? So again, I will have more details. I will have more um, information and all that kind of stuff in that specific episode, Divine Replacements, okay? So just wanted to throw that in there. All right, now let's get back to... So again, I give all credit to Apostle Vivian Rose. These are not my own words. I am reading from her book. Again, if you want to check out her ministry, her ministry is The Two Shall Be One. And you can find her on YouTube. And you can find her on Facebook as well. I don't know if they have any other social media platform. I do know they're on Facebook. Uh, she also has a website, The Two Shall Be One. And then you can find her three books, including the one that I'm reading from, on Amazon or her website. Okay, with that being said, let's get started with the introduction. Now, I am going to be changing words to Hebrew. So instead of saying God, I will be saying Yah or Yahuwah or Elohim. Instead of saying Jesus, I will be saying Yeshua. Okay, just want to let everybody know. Okay, so again, this is Let Yah Deal With Him. Ten Ways Yahuwah Deals With Men by Apostle Vivian Rose. And I'm going to be starting with the introduction. Yahuwah works on men and women in different ways because the heart of men has been molded separately to that of women. The day that Yahuwah, our Elohim, revealed this to me changed everything. Male and female are distinct categories of man made in Yahuwah's image and according to his likeness. We are equal in value but not in function. We are two sides of the same coin, the image of Yahuwah. That is why Yahuwah wants us to work together function together, covenant together, and partner together so that the fullness of his image, authority, and representation will be operating on the earth. Genesis 1.26-28 Then Yahuwah said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So Yahuwah created man in his own image. In the image of Yahuwah, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then Yahuwah blessed them, and Yahuwah said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Let Yahuwah deal with him. We'll show you ten ways in which Yah reaches and changes the hearts of men. It explains in depth why women must focus on praying for their heart. Sin unrepented of hardened hearts and every man left himself, become immune to correction in his heart. But Yahuwah can soften the heart of even the hardest man. He has proven this by his dealings with hardened hearts in the word of Elohim. Jeremiah 18, 3 and 4. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. 
So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Okay, so that is the introduction. Now let's move into the next section of the book. His heart is the matter. First things first, my sister, if he is not listening, stop talking and commit to start praying more earnestly for his heart, especially if you are dealing with a man in authority over you. If it is your son, speak your correction or counsel as clearly as you can and hand him over to Yahuwah. Now, this could, again, this is for single sisters. If you know who the person is, but you're not even together yet, you're not dating or courting or whatever you want to call it, you're not interacting with one another, this still pertains to you. If you are already dealing with them, you're dating, courting or whatever. I don't really like to say dating because dating to me is just, I have an episode about that. You can check it out. <laughs> um, all of this, it, no matter where you're at right now, it's it still pertains to you, okay? Take it back to Yah in prayer and, and pray about this. Okay. So whatever the issue you feel you are dealing with, his heart is the matter. It is painful when you love a man, son, husband, father, and can see he is perishing. It is heartbreaking to see how men have been left unattended to in terms of accountability in society and the modern day church. So women literally have had nobody to turn to, nowhere to go, nobody to consult except for Yahuwah. I'm going to stop there. In her other book, I think it was Supernatural Marriage, The Way In. There's a section where she talks about that for women, it really is an effect on us too, because when you think about it, when we're young, right, when we're children, women, our fathers are the ones that are supposed to be over us, right? But when we have fathers that are like this, that are unrepentative, they're not saved, they're not you know, uh, they don't have a relationship with Yahuwah themselves, you know, it kind of uncovers us, right, as, as daughters. And, um, you know, me personally, I experienced this because my parents did not raise me in a home where I knew about God or Jesus or the Bible or prayer. Or we didn't go to church. We didn't, my parents never talked about it. I became a believer in my 20s, okay? That's when I came to personally know the Father and the Son and so on and so forth and His Word. So many daughters have been uncovered throughout growing up. And then our next cover, of course, apart from Yahuwah and Yeshua, our next cover is our husband, right? Then we're under their cover. So when we, when we have fathers and husbands and or future husbands and our sons and all this uncovered, so much can happen. And again, this is why I've always said in, in my ministry, this is why Satan attacks men more because they have more of a responsibility. They're called to a little bit more in terms of covering and leading and providing and protecting and all of those things, okay? So when it's our fathers, it can even damage us starting at a young age. When it's our husbands, you can imagine, right? And if we have sons, we are responsible. It's part of our duty as a parent to raise them up because one day they will be a man. One day they could be called to be a husband and a father and so on. So if we don't change that, the cycle continues. Okay. All right. However, in our emotional pain, many women spend more time talking, complaining, or being frustrated with Yahuwah than receiving answers to prayer concerning the men in their life. You will see why as you read this book. Remember, a heart untouched is a life unchanged. 
Yahuwah gave men a different heart to women according to function and role. Men have been given a male heart to be able to function as leaders, protectors, defenders, and leaders in the family and society, even as they operate as kings and priests unto Yahuwah, alongside women as written in Revelation 1, 6. When Yahuwah's heart is circumcised in Messiah, Messiah is Hebrew for Christ, his character and nature is godly. The, re the reverse side of this is when a man's heart is hardened in pride, they are generally more obstinate, unmoving, inflexible, and uncaring than women. This is why it comes to a point where only Yahuwah is able to reach their heart and deal with them to bring them back into alignment with his will. The state of the heart of a man determines his character, his ways, behavior, and his choices. Yeshua taught us actions flow out of the heart. Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 18-19. For those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. So the reason why so much evil is being done by men in this world is a direct reflection of the heart of men. The reason why that man, boy, a youth, son, father, husband, or brother talks evil, thinks evil, or acts evil is because of the state of his heart. Youth delinquency is a heart issue. Sexual immorality is a heart issue. Infidelity is a heart issue. Denying responsibility for his children is a heart issue. Insecurity, hatred, anger, abuse, covetousness, greed, addiction are all heart issues. Shame is a heart issue. Shifting responsibility for his actions like Adam is a heart issue. Name the sin and Yahuwah will point to the source, the heart. Yeshua came to save us from this dilemma by dealing with the source of sin, our heart. When Yeshua truly enters a man's heart, he transforms his life. The book of Proverbs chapter 21 verse 21. The king's heart is in the hand of Yahuwah. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Men can be funny and peculiar creatures. The matters of their heart run deep and one of the most effective areas to target prayer is for Yahuwah to soften their heart. The two most important commandments in the Bible evolve around love, loving Yahuwah and loving people. The first commandment, excuse me, broke it down this way. Matthew 22:37, You shall love Yahuwah your Elohim with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Look at what Yahuwah goes for first, a man's heart. The heart is the seat of our emotions, affections, passions, and convictions. The heart is what determines how far a man can love and be loved. The heart is the throne upon which either Yahuwah sits or Mammon or the world sits. For man cannot have or love two masters. Either he will hate the one and serve the other or serve one and hate the other. The heart is where the spirit or the Ruach in Hebrew of selflessness lives or selfishness abides. So Yahuwah knows when you win a man's heart, you have 100% chance of influencing his life for better. Whereas people look on the outside, Yahuwah is preoccupied with the state of a person's heart. 
You may have reached a point as a woman where you feel unable to get through to a man in your life. That son, brother, husband, or father isn't listening to your counsel, or those who have his best interests at heart, and you know he is in peril. Just because his heart is out of your reach doesn't mean his heart is out of reach of Yahuwah. Indeed, the heart of a king is in the hands of Yahuwah, and he is able to turn it wherever he chooses. Proverbs 21.1 Depending on the prayers that are offered for that man, that is the beauty about Yahuwah. Being a deity, he has given humanity influence and a say in what goes on in our lives. Prayer gives Yahuwah the license and permission to get involved in your affairs. Without prayer, Yahuwah cannot simply hijack your life because by principle, he gives us life as free moral agents or free will. Now, and I will also add in her other book, uh, Supernatural Husbands, How to Effectively Pray, she says that even though um, a mother can pray for the man, friends can pray for the man, a church, a fellowship, there is no more powerful prayer than that of the man's wife or wife-to-be, okay? So as women, as wives and wives-to-be, standing in the gap and praying, interceding for our husbands or for our sons or fathers or whatever are very powerful prayers, okay? And I've, I've talked about this before. Prayer is so important and so powerful, okay? It's when a mother prays for her children, it is extremely powerful. When a wife prays for her husband, even if you haven't even met yet, your prayers are doing so much for him, okay? Okay. Now, if Yahuwah overrides your personal choices, he is going against his own word. So prayer invites the power of Yah to work on your behalf. It lets Yah know you want to get him involved and you believe he has the power to do it, okay? Now, let's take a look at the problem with men. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> men need a change agent in order to change. Unfortunately, the agent of change and transformation is not found or bought with money. They need a new heart. They need a spiritual heart transplant, or else their physical lives continue, but their spiritual life, which causes permanent transformation, is dead. So how can a man already born get a new heart? They need to be born again. Their hearts need to be reshaped, remolded, and revived. The heart is the engine of the soul. So the heart of men needs a new engine. How is this possible? With man it is impossible, but with Yahuwah nothing shall be impossible. Even the worst of men can receive a new heart. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? When Yeshua lived on earth, he taught something incredible. In the book of John, chapter 3, verses 3 through 7, Yeshua answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of Elohim. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Yeshua answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Ruach, the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of Elohim. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit, the Ruach, is Ruach. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. So that man must be born again spiritually, the same way he was born physically. Women give birth to men, sons, and children physically, and it is the same women who can use their spiritual womb of prayer to carry the word of promise over a man 
to birth him spiritually through intercession. Child labor in the flesh is often difficult, long, painful, but the joy of the baby wipes away the tears. So it is in the spirit. The book of John, chapter 16, verse 12. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Praise Yah. Without this, the grace required for men to be renewed simply is not available. Yahuwah understood this very well, that despite the fact we made the choice to rebel against him, without his intervention through his son Yeshua, we would not have had the opportunity to be saved, rescued, reconciled, and transformed. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 But Yahuwah demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Messiah died for us. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 18 For Messiah also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to Yahuwah, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Ruach. So when we are willing to intercede, we are walking in the love of Yahuwah, in his will. We are simply admitting that we see the problem, but we are willing to avail ourselves to be part of the solution like, like Yeshua did. Now, what about saved men? We all know saved men, believers, ministers who act no different to unbelievers. Some commit even worse atrocities, despite the fact they call upon the name of Yahuwah and identify themselves as believers or Christians. Where is their Messiah-like character? In words, they worship him, but in action, they deny him. I have discovered many men are in church, but not in the Messiah. Others genuinely received Yeshua HaMashiach, okay, Jesus Christ, as their master or Adonai and savior, but in their self-will and disobedience, many men have backslidden. Okay? And this is huge. Remember, Yah requires obedience, even more so for sacrifice. Okay. Now, they have not permitted Messiah to have full expression in them. So saved men also need prayer, maybe even more. Before we win those in the world, let us own up to the fact that many men are perishing right within the four walls of our churches. Perish means to be lost forever. Perish means cut off from Yahuwah for eternity. This is serious. Too many men are claiming Messiah, but is Messiah claiming them? Without targeted prayer, millions of men are in danger of perishing and going to eternal destruction, hell right from the front seat of the church or from the pulpit. Yeshua warned us a day is coming where many will think they will enter heaven based on their position, title, and works in his name, but he will not accept them. Let's look at scripture. Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Master, Master, or Adonai, Adonai, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Master, Master, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Okay.
sorry, let me just readjust myself here. For those of you who don't know, I have a pretty serious health condition, fibromyalgia, and it can be hard for me to sit long, stand long, all of those things. I'm in chronic pain daily, so forgive me while I <laughs> readjust myself here. Okay. We live in a generation where too many believing men feel at ease practicing lawlessness, yet are deceived into believing that Yeshua will use grace to overlook their deeds. Deeds include words, attitudes, obedience to calling, being led by the Spirit, and he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Adam was the first man to be saved. He was created, or saved, living in relationship with Yahuwah without sin. In the beginning, the Heavenly Father was wise to place Adam, the first man, in a garden. Yahuwah placed him in a controlled environment, Genesis 2.8 so that he could build a relationship with Adam first before releasing him into relationship with his wife, the woman, his wife. Then he watched. In a twinkling of an eye, Satan deceived Eve, who led Adam to disobey a direct order from Yahuwah, and man as we know it fell. From then on, the hearts of men have deteriorated over years and years and years, since the beginning. Only those who have a living encounter with Yahuwah through his word and spirit have been able to become different from the crowd. Let's look at the blame game. Just like in Genesis 3, men are blaming women for their woes and women are blaming men. Guess what? Yahuwah is demanding each of us repent and play our part to become part of the solution. Many men today blame their inability to walk uprightly on how they were raised and the negative experiences that happened to them growing up. This is definitely a disadvantage, but not an excuse. Once you have access to learn what is right, access to Yeshua HaMashiach, the son of Elohim, who died for your sins, access to his blood sacrifice, which was shed for the remission of your sins, there is no excuse. And you know, I have to say this is true because even though I'm not a man, I'm a woman, but I didn't grow up in a believing household. I mean, my parents were believers and they grew up knowing Yahuwah and Yeshua. And even went to church. Now, my mom went to church a lot more. My father only went to church on holidays, right? But when my parents married and had me and my siblings, they chose not to expose us to that for whatever their reasons were. But the thing is, when I became an adult, I made a choice. I wanted to know the Father. I wanted to be a believer, right? You know, I can't say, oh, well, my parents never showed me. They never exposed me to it. So, hey, I'm where I'm at. Well, I have a choice, you know? I have a choice. So it's the same for men. Even if men, <clears throat> and we're going to talk more about that, even if they were raised in a very hard past full of trauma, excuse me, <clears throat> things like that, they still have a choice and they still have opportunity to turn and accept Yeshua, right, as their savior and their master, right, over their life, to give their hearts and lives to him and turn to him and live according to his word. They have that choice as a grown man, despite what happened to them in their upbringing, okay? Now, what excuse did Adam have? He was given a perfect father called Yahuwah himself and was blessed to be living in a perfect garden. Yet his, his heart still persuaded him to disobey Yahuwah 
The blame game didn't move Yah or stop him from executing his punishment on all, Adam, Eve, and the serpent in the garden. Our attitude of blame towards each other doesn't move Yahuwah today either. It is time men took responsibility for their choices before Yahuwah. After all, it is Yahuwah who is going to be their judge. And Yeshua has warned us, he will not tolerate any excuse from anyone when it is time to enter heaven. Now, let's look at the problem with women. Firstly, women know that we were part of the problem, so it is a righteous decision for Yahuwah to make us part of the solution. After all, we, the women, also disobeyed the word of Yahuwah. Satan used a woman to bring men down, so Yahuwah is using women to restore and rescue men through prayer and intercession. Hallelujah. I love that. It's amazing. I love how he works. <laughs> Yahuwah is just amazing. It is time women took responsibility to, to be partner with Yahuwah in seeking reconciliation of men back to their father, rather than railing against them continually, yet expecting Yahuwah to bless us with good men without our involvement. You are the tool Yahuwah is wanting to use to bring the change. You are that change agent like Yeshua. As a born-again woman filled with his Ruach, his spirit, you carry the power of Messiah within you and with his word and a willingness to pray, you can affect change. In fact, when men fell from grace in the Garden of Eden, Yahuwah told the serpent that he would put enmity between him and the woman and the seed of a woman. Messiah would finish him off. So in Messiah, women can finish off the plans of the enemy over men. Genesis 3, 14 and 15. So Yahuwah Elohim said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The reason why women all across the nations continue to be shocked by what a man has done to her is because we have failed to come to grips with the fact that we are dealing with men who need spiritual heart surgery. Only Yahuwah who created them can recreate them and give them heart surgery. But this is going to take a concerted effort on the part of women to rise up as an army to intercede and confront the gates of hell to release men from the grip of the devil. James 4 7 says, Submit yourselves then to Elohim. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That being said, the first place any man is registered as unfaithful is not in his dealings with a woman, it is in his dealings with Yahuwah. Every man is judged based on his faithfulness or lack thereof to Yahuwah the Father, who is his creator. So many forget this. It is pride that blinds men to this truth because they have a sense of being able to master it over those under their influence. It is also pride on the part of many women who want good men for themselves, but not for Yahuwah. We want Yahuwah to bless us with good husbands, sons, fathers, but give little attention to how Yahuwah feels about that man's eternal welfare. Truth be told, many women complain about the state of men but ignore the clarion call to pray for men when it is time. The spirit of Yahuwah is saying to women in this season, Loose him for me, and I will bless you with him. Hallelujah. What a blessing.
What a reward. Yahuwah is faithful when you allow him to use to use you to deliver men through fasting, prayer, and intercession. He will reward you with a harvest of godly men. Yes, when you pray for those who despitefully use you, Yahuwah will heal your heart from the pain and emotional trauma men put you through. When you pray for those who hurt you, the power of Yahuwah that is flowing through you will minister healing and deliverance to your heart and soul. It is a win-win situation. Matthew 5, 43-45 You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. It may be as a struggle, but little by little, with the help of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, you will prevail. When I finally agreed to yield to this process, despite the domestic violence and abuse I suffered as, as a woman in marriage, I can testify today I am a free woman emotionally, spiritually, physically, and mentally because of it. Before a man can be faithful to a woman, he must first become faithful to Yahuwah, to himself. Then he can extend the spirit of faithfulness to his wife, children, family, and society. Women have it back to front. Women hold high expectations of men in the flesh rather than checking the strength of their spirit. How connected is their spirit to the source of all life? How connected is their mind, heart, will, and emotions, their soul? By whom or by what is that man ruled by? By his own will or by Yahuwah's word? By pleasure, greed, lust, tradition, culture, selfish ambition, religion, competition, or Messiah? Men were created for the pleasure of their maker first, before they were given as a gift to creation. It is as simple as that. Once men come to their senses, like King David and the story of the prodigal son, their first point of confession and repentance will be to Yahuwah the Father first. Psalm 51.4 Against you, you only have I sinned, alone have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Okay? All right, I'm going to read... Let's see, how long is this section? Let's see, because I am at 42 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to finish reading this, and then I'll end today's episode there, or this episode, because I'll probably come back and do another episode today, later today, and I will be picking up with men, authority, and restraint. Okay? Okay, the solution. Let Yahuwah deal with him. Over the last three years, the Father has been downloading revelation and insight to me regarding men, how they think and how they operate. As a ministry, we have been called to pray and fast for men weekly and during these prolonged times of prayer. Yahuwah has compiled and downloaded specific information into my spirit to share with women and the church so that we go deeper in intercession to stop the hemorrhage of godly men from the church and the kingdom of Yahuwah. A kingdom family in the biblical sense is made up of a godly man in covenant with a godly woman, both submitted unto Yahuwah, living to please Yah. Amen. Every family named in the Bible is called after a man. No family is called after a woman. The woman at best in the New Testament ran households, but the Bible clearly shows from Genesis to Revelation that the families of Yahuwah were counted according to the names of men. 
Therefore, for the family to be changed and be revived, the founders of the family unit, the man and the woman, must be revived. This is where the, this book comes in. Reviving Men In order to revive men, Yahuwah drains them of pride, which he termed to me as the enemy of the soul. It is written in scripture, Yahuwah resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. James 4.6 So in dealing with men, Yahuwah seeks to soften their heart towards him and his word by removing the pride which hardens the heart. In short, he revealed to me in prayer how he works on men and in women. In dealing with men because of the hardness of their heart, Yahuwah typically focuses on outward circumstances to buffet them, tutor them, teach them obedience which humbles them and causes them to reconsider his ways versus their way. I asked Yeshua, or Yahuwah, when does he know it has worked? And he said, he keeps on doing this until their heart is circumcised, or in other words, repentance, and then they surrender. I studied this out and found this to be true. Not even Yeshua escaped this process. Everything Yahuwah does or permits in our lives is to bring us to a repentant mindset. Not only to be sorry or remorseful, but to admit we have gotten things wrong by doing things our way so that we seek His way and change. Godly repentance means we turn our hearts away from evil and wickedness and seek to walk in a way that pleases and honors Yahuwah. Until a man is primarily focused on bringing Yahuwah glory with his life, he hasn't been fully processed or dealt with yet. Many women, both single and married, are dealing with men that Yahuwah has not first dealt with in their hearts, and this is a recipe for tears. Let Yahuwah arise to work on them. Partner with Yahuwah through intercession, and he will bring them into accountability to himself and other men on the earth. Before a man is willing and prepared to honor Yahuwah with his heart, life, body, and soul, he has been raised and mentored or interceded for and repented. Either way, a godly man is raised by Yahuwah through humbling circumstances, trials, and sufferings alongside godly mentorship, authority, and restraint. When you read the 10 ways later in this book, you will know how to effectively partner with Yahuwah in prayer and wisdom to permit that man to be processed properly with the earnest expectation that he surrenders. Praise Yah. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'm going to end there. Or I'm going to stop there for this episode. And then in the next episode of the series, I will pick up with men, authority, and restraint. Okay, so I hope that episode one of the series is a blessing for you. Um, this is going to be a wonderful series. It really, really is. Again, as I said in the beginning of this episode, I really fully believe um, Vivian Rose to be a truly anointed woman of Yah. I truly believe that Yahuwah has shown her and revealed to her so much knowledge and wisdom concerning not just marriage is his way, but what the problems are in today's society and what has been for decades and decades and decades, right? And what is going on. And again, her ministry is what really motivated me and blessed me and helped me to understand as well to the point that I began my own ministry, right? Of course, coupled with Yahuwah's calling <laughs> over my life, my purpose. Um, so again, I highly encourage you to follow this series. I highly encourage you to check out her ministry on YouTube. Again, it's called The Two Shall Be One. 
Um, again, you could purchase any of her three books, including the one that I'm currently reading for the series, on Amazon or her website, The Two Shall Be One. Uh, if you want to purchase it, just to further study and read it on your own or to follow along with me during this series, um, whatever you want to do, I highly encourage you to buy all three of her books. They all have blessed me tremendously. They have taught me so much. They have opened my eyes to so much understanding and knowledge and wisdom through his word. It's incredible. And again, her three books are Let God Deal With Him, 10 Ways God Deals With Men, um, Supernatural Husbands, How to Effectively Pray for Your Husband or Husband-to-Be, and then The Two Shall Be One, Supernatural Marriage, The Way In, Seven Proven Keys to Secure Supernatural Marriage. I don't know why on that book she says Evangelist Vivian Rose and then these say Apostle. Not sure. I have a bit of a different opinion when it comes to titles. But again, um, she is someone that I really admire and look up to. She, in a sense, has mentored me, <laughs> not um, personally, but through her books and her ministry, um, has mentored me and helped me to understand so much. So I pray that this series is going to be a blessing for those that are going to be listening and following. If you have any questions, concerns, have prayer requests, please send me an email at byhisgracemarriage at gmail.com and I would be happy to connect with you there. All right, so that's it for this episode. Be on the lookout. I may release another episode later on today. Um, and if not, it will definitely be the next day. I will definitely be working on this series throughout this week in Yeshua's name, provided that I am able to. <laughs> um, that is my goal. So just be on the lookout. So, all right, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk with you in my next episode. Shalom.